What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to a brand new edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely well. It's always good to come back uh, after a long weekend or the like. Of course, this weekend was Halloween. I celebrated a birthday. A lot's been going on, but it's good to be back in the saddle as we talk about the wonderful world of pro wrestling. As always, thank you so much for your continued support of The Faction, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show, or as a subscriber to our podcast, I absolutely, and we as a team, absolutely appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed, click the subscribe button, if you will. It'll be a great, great thing to do. And while you're at it, rate us and leave a comment as well. It lets the whole world know what you think about the faction and puts us in front of more eyes. If you're brand new, welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us. We are excited to have you here. We want to shout out those who've been supporting us. Uh, Certainly the last month, the month of October has been a great month. Our top three cities were Baltimore, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and at number one, it's Susan City, California. And our top countries are the United Arab Emirates, Spain, and the good old USA. So thanks so much, everybody, for your continued support of the faction. Thank you so much for what you've been doing and how you've been supporting us. Uh, It absolutely makes a huge difference. Now then, let's dive into the wonderful world of pro wrestling. There's a lot to talk about. Let's first talk about NXT versus AEW. NXT brought us the resurrection of Halloween Havoc. If you remember Halloween Havoc, a former uh, property of WCW that we've not seen in anywhere surrounding WWE since WCW closed down. On the other side, AEW Dynamite brought us a fantastic show as they continue to prepare for their next pay-per-view, Full Gear, which is this Saturday. We got to determine the finals of the number one contenders tournament, which is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Gotta say that was kind of predictable. I'll get into that in just a little bit. On the NXT side of things, Halloween Havoc, Big Night, the return of Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. We got a new champion crowned in Johnny Gargano, winning the NXT North American Championship. On the other side of things, his wife didn't fare as well. In fact, she got brutalized in a tables, ladders, and stairs match uh, for the Women's Championship where Io Shirai is still the champion. As a result, NXT gets a big win over AEW. NXT pulls in 876,000 viewers, which is literally an increase of over 200,000 viewers week over week. AEW Dynamite picked up another 30,000 viewers, drawing in 781,000 viewers. Now, this marks the first win for NXT in this war since July the 8th of 2020. If you remember, July the 8th was the second night of the NXT Great American Bash, another former WCW property that made its way to NXT. So it's safe to say that when NXT does a big night, be it the Great American Bash or something along the lines of Halloween Havoc on a Wednesday night, 
it turns into a big ratings win for them. And it's really takeover quality type of stuff that they're bringing to us, and they did not disappoint. So congratulations to NXT, a big win, and hopefully it spawns some momentum for them as they're leading into the end of the year. Certainly, it makes you wonder why they're not involved in Survivor Series, but Again, as I've alluded before, I think that's got a lot to do with the situation surrounding COVID, not trying to mix the rosters that much, et cetera, et cetera. All right, that was Wednesday night. Friday night, of course, we had SmackDown coming to you from WWE. It was the first SmackDown post Hell in a Cell, and uh, it was a pretty big night. We got to learn a lot more about what's going on with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Jey Uso has eventually fallen in line and is now on the side of Roman Reigns as he put the beat down to Daniel Bryan as SmackDown went off the air on Friday night. We also got to learn two of the members of the Survivor Series team representing SmackDown as well. Uh, So it was a big night for them and SmackDown brought in 2.133 million viewers. Now, last week, of course, they were on FS1. That brought them 881,000 viewers. The week prior when they were on Fox, they were a hair under 2 million viewers. So this is a big win for SmackDown. If you remember Raw, actually went down week over week versus SmackDown going up. I think SmackDown, again, of the two brands, has the better stories going on, has the better action going on. We've got Sasha Banks and Bailey there, and we now found out that, again, they're going to be battling for the Women's Championship next week. That's probably going to be the main event, as it should be. Um, So it's going to be a great, great time for SmackDown again, SmackDown and Raw leading on the road to the Survivor Series. Congratulations to both of them. So it is a season for tournaments. Of course, just a couple of weeks ago, we finished the New Japan G1 Climax, which uh, was very, very big. Kota Ibushi wins for the second consecutive year and will be getting a shot at the IWGP Championship and maybe even the Intercontinental Championship as well as part of Wrestle Kingdom 15, which should be absolutely awesome. Uh, There's also the tournament going on for the Pure Championship in Ring of Honor and the tournament going on for the number one contendership in AEW. So here's what I want to say about tournaments in the world of pro wrestling. What's dangerous about tournaments is... On one hand, it is to bring about great excitement, as it should, right? You get eight or 16, or in some cases, four superstars battling for a prize, and tournaments are absolutely amazing. Um, Where the challenge comes in is it should not be abundantly obvious what the final is going to be. I think that's a potential danger that we saw in Ring of Honor that we saw also in AEW. Ring of Honor threw a bit of a twist in there uh, because really from the start of the tournament, it looked as though it would be Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham in the finals, but we had an upset. We had an upset. Tracy Williams defeating Jay Lethal to earn a spot in the finals, which nobody saw coming. And so now the finals for the Pure Championship will feature Tracy Williams versus Jonathan Gresham. I think moments like that make tournaments worth watching. I think New Japan has done a great job of that, giving us so many great superstars and so many matches in a tournament that you can't predict who's going to win it. You can't predict what the finals are going to be. And it, it pans out that way often where you can't predict it. And when you can't predict it, It makes you want to watch. I think that's, uh, and I haven't had a lot 
of criticism for AEW, but I do think it's a critique of AEW for this particular tournament for the number one contender spot. I think we all knew from the time they announced the eight superstars and they put Kenny Omega on one side and Hangman Adam Page on the other, that this is what it was going to boil down to, Omega and Page for the number one contender spot. It is a match that makes sense for sure, uh, but it shouldn't be wildly predictable. It's the same issue I have with the Royal Rumble for WWE when it becomes predictable who's going to win. I think what makes pro wrestling work is when you can't figure out who's going to win, when you can't figure out who the odds on favorite is. Now there's a reason for me to watch because I want to see how this is going to pan out. I think back to when WWE crowned their first undisputed world champion in 2001, and you had in there Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, The Rock, and Stone Cold. It was a bit unpredictable because you certainly would have imagined we'd have a final of Rock and Austin. Instead, we ended up with a final of Jericho and Austin with Jericho winning like there has to be elements of unpredictability in it to make it work and so I think AEW may have lost some steam on that now with that said they can easily make it up here at this pay-per-view coming up this week and certainly we'll be talking more about the full gear pay-per-view for AEW their final pay-per-view of 2020 Uh, it should be an epic event i mean think about it we get the dream match we've been looking for the young bucks versus ftr for the aew tag team championship we're getting omega versus hangman page which is going to be a huge match we've got a rematch for the women's championship nyla rose getting another shot against hikaru shida Uh, You've got, of course, the world title on the line and an I quit match that involves the champion John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So on paper, it should be an amazing night. And who knows what's going to come up, of course, this Wednesday on Dynamite. But it's interesting for sure. So I want to ask you this. Uh, Certainly, we've been dealing with um, quite a few pay-per-views from AEW at the price point of $49.99. Do you watch? Do you not? I want to know that for sure. I also want to get your thoughts on the AEW product. It's been over a year now. Granted, nobody saw the pandemic coming in any promotion, but uh, I definitely want to get your thoughts. And let me also throw one other thing out there, too. Impact Wrestling. Uh, We talked a bit about Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory last week. Um, This week, there's quite a bit to talk about because their episode of Impact Wrestling ended with a wedding. A wedding between Johnny Bravo and Rosemary. And, you know, everybody alluded to the fact that something could go wrong. We know how wrestling weddings go. And it ended with... I can't believe I'm saying this, Johnny Bravo getting shot. Now, let me say this. I know in the world of pro wrestling, at times we're asked to suspend our reality, right? Um, But I think when a company like Impact Wrestling just came off the heels of a really great pay-per-view like Bound for Glory, you don't need the silly stuff like this to be the headline. Oh my God, who shot Johnny Bravo? So I just, I don't know. I feel like every time I try to get back into Impact Wrestling, they do something that kicks me out. And I'm not sure that I'm here for it. But if you guys saw it, um, and I did see there was a clip that was floating around, but I also took a look at the entire show from top to bottom. And the entire show was some pretty good stuff. 
But I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. So I want to get your thoughts on Impact Wrestling. Who shot Johnny Bravo? Do we even care? I want to know all of these things via social media. So hit us up at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stay connected because we've got some cool things coming up this week. Of course, the month of November is here, and uh, you just never know what kind of content you're going to get from us, but it is going to be consistent. It is going to be newsworthy. It's going to be factual and trustworthy as well. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys have an absolutely amazing Monday, an incredible week. Hey, remember, if you've not already gone out to vote, tomorrow is Election Day here in the United States. Get out there. Get those votes in. Let your voice be heard. Do not miss the opportunity to speak up. There's a lot on the line in your local municipality, and uh, you absolutely need to let your voice be heard. All right, with that said, we're going to get out of here. Have an amazing Monday. Until next time, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as the faction. I lead my people.